Brittany Frederick, and welcome to a new episode of CBR's Dynamic Duos podcast. I have a fantastically dynamic duo with me here today, the stars of Taskmaster, also known as the most laughably insane show on the planet. Greg, Alex, thank you both for taking time to be here with us today. Brittany, it's a pleasure. Hello, Brittany. I'm half of a dynamic duo. And I am delighted to be described as laughably insane. So... What interested the two of you in in working together originally? Because the chemistry between you two is pretty immediate, and it's persisted, obviously, for now very, very long. Well, I don't know whether it was – I don't know whether our chemistry was immediate. I I think we've sort of found it because we didn't really know each other very well before the show. And really, what drew me to the show was Alex saying, do you want to be on my show? Yes. I was so, a big f- fan of Greg's and just wanted to be near him more. Um, but yeah, no, Greg's right. We sort of discovered the chemistry over about five years. Um, so I'm glad you think it was instant, but yeah. It wasn't. We, I, I, I think we had an eye. Uh, there was a preconceived idea of what the dynamic would be because of our respective personality types. But we had to sort of find our way a little bit. And, and in fact, I, I don't. I, I don't. I think it's okay for me to say that in the pilot of the show, we we probably turned the volume up on our roles a, a, a bit too much. So I was a bit too strict uh, and a bit too, um, you know. Obviously, I'm despotic now, but I was a bit too much of a despot initially, and Alex was perhaps a bit too subservient. Uh, mm. So we sort of had to find a bit of a balance so that it didn't become. Uh, one note. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. And it's probably even gradually relaxed since then as well. It's still the same sort of people, but we're a bit more ourselves now, probably. But we're just we're just more comfortable, I suppose, now next to each other and in front of those people. And we and we know each other. We we've holidayed Brittany. And I think that that changes everything. It and it was a big holiday. When two men holiday Mm. That's when that's when chemistry is formed. So what's the biggest thing that either of you have learned about each other then through that process? Has there been anything that's really surprised you? Well, I learned that Greg operates horizontally for 23 hours of the day. <laughs> that, that That is true. I mean, it's not relevant to the show. Oh, oh, it's the show, no. I'm allowed to lie down on the show. I'll tell you what I've learned uh, about Alex, uh, and I've mentioned it in a, a couple of uh, interviews because I am intrigued by it. And it took me a few years to realise it, uh, and it is that Alex is, uh, will never say no if you challenge him to do something. And, uh, and, uh, and, and I don't mean on camera. I mean, uh, you know, at, a, at any event. You can tell Alex to do something for a dare, and he'll do it. And I, I find it uh, endlessly endearing. Uh, mm. And I, I think, um, you, you know, he sometimes will come across as an officious nerd. But oh, hello, but beneath that, um, he's a lot. He's actually quite a lot of fun, Alex. <laughs> Yes, and I've learned that Greg is um, uh, will come with me on these um, escapades, and is also fun. But also, and this he won't necessarily like me saying this, but he's very funny. Uh, and uh, I will. And like I, I, 
Well, I think Greg's got, like in the studio, you don't really like it when people aren't laughing. And this is a very useful quality as a comedy TV host. I don't like it. And uh, it's a sort of sad cliche of comedians, really. We don't, we can't stand silence and Mm. uh, a lack of merriment. And so I think the studio records of Taskmaster, I hope if you ask most people who've been there in the audience would say, uh, that they get more than just uh, the show. They get more than uh, just what you what you see uh, the the edited final show. I, I think it's genuinely quite chaotic and and uh, immersive in the studio, and I love that. And some of the best moments in Taskmaster history have come out of the chaos. Have been just completely unplanned. What is the wildest thing you think you've seen on the show, and why is it probably Rod Gilbert hiding in Greg's closet? <laughs> good question, Brittany, and good answer. Um, so, there have uh, been lots, lots I mean, of chaotic. There's quite, there's quite a few. There, there's quite a few things jostling for the top slot. There are things that shocked me. You know, I mean, uh, Rod is my friend, so you know, does come round to my flats, and, and that was still quite shocking. Mike Wozniak shaving his head uh, for the finale was shocking. Josh Widdicombe, uh getting his getting my name actually tattooed on his foot was mm. quite shocking. And Jessica uh, Nappett falling off a, the stage was quite shocking. Well, that was the Jessica closest Nappett to a horrible injury. Most, uh, hurting herself, pretty shocking. Yeah. I mean, I was shocked when you threw a little wooden box across the studio in, in anger. It was Phil Wang's special box. That well, was, I was quite shocking. Shocked. That's, yeah. And that's because um, James A. Castro called me a pussy. Mm. I had to sit on a cake naked and all the cake went up at me and that was shocking. That actually went inside you, didn't it, the cake? Yeah, it came out the next day. Yeah. And there's a fine balance, I think, too, that you guys create of embracing that chaos, but also there's a certain amount of structure because we still have a show to do and it's almost like whose line and that we still have to give out points even though the points sort of don't matter. How do yeah. you guys find that balance between like, let's run with this and wait a second, we kind of need to rein this in a little bit because we're either going to run out of time or it's going to go completely off the reservation. Well, I embrace the, the despot in me and uh, bring us, bring us back to order. And um, it, it comes, you know, I'm not suggesting that I'm the only one that, you, you know, that brings things back to order. Alex is very carefully and cleverly structured a show that that requires uh, the train to get back on the rails regularly and so i am merely uh, enable that to happen by being cross and i find it very easy because i used to be a school teacher so all of those instincts of wanting to uh, crush people's enthusiasm uh come come out yeah and i would say i love who's on to anyway but I think our point system is more important than theirs. And and actually, there's enough people watching who do weirdly care about the scores. So we have a slight responsibility to take the scoring seriously. So, we yeah, that, that gets us back on the track as well, that we, we, we do have to find a winner at the end. And, and Greg and has to, to point, be fair. I would like to point out, we do take the, the scoring seriously. I'm, I'm regularly accused of – I've seen so many articles saying that, you know, the scoring is done – based on some grumpy old man's whim. And uh, that's not the case. I try and score score it fairly. I get it. I often get it wrong, I'd be happy to admit. But but the, the will is there to do our best to to make it fair. Oh, oh. That's, yeah, that's my dog. 
Oh, yeah, off she goes. Sorry. I'm back. I mean, here's, here's the tragedy, Brittany. He hasn't got a dog. <laughs> I want a dog, Brittany. I have a cat. The cats don't care what you do, so. No. Yes. No, I'd like that's, a cat. Anything, really. Uh, psychopaths. So what I have really loved, especially over the last year, is I feel like your show is slowly taking over the world, not only in the sense that we've had international versions for a while, but now with the introduction of the streaming service, which I will shamely plug, that it's reached such a broad audience. What is that like for the two of you to see that it really you really are everywhere? Well, it's peculiar, and I and I sort of realised it for the first time uh, this year. That I, t- I took a month out, and I went to New Zealand on a, a, on a sort of weird middle-aged man's gap year, and um, I, and thought I was I, I had uh, images of me wandering around the wilderness of uh, New Zealand, discovering myself, uh, and everywhere I went, people knew me. <laughs> so. So I didn't escape anything. Uh, but yeah. I, uh, I, 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 you know, uh, Jimmy Carr, the, I, I think it's Jimmy Carr, the English comic, who said that um, being, you know, being on television a lot just makes the world a friendlier place. And that's, that's my experience of it. That's I've a very a, good quote. Yeah, I've well done. Very few negative experiences. People are just lovely and polite and respect your personal space and yeah yeah and i'd say the people who do really like taskmaster for some reason tend to be quite nice people i don't know why that is but it they sort of appreciate our efforts and yeah they've tended to be really polite which is great yeah so it's surreal but lovely and both of you have other ventures that you do outside of the show. I mean, The Cleaner, Greg, you just finished a, a season of that not so long ago. And Alex, I feel like you're due to write another book one of these days. Has the Taskmaster process or even just some of the things you picked up from the show seeped into any of those other things that you do? Does it follow you around? Well, I'm happy to go first and say, to be honest, any other thing I do, I try to make it very different from Taskmaster, just so that... Taskmaster is quite all year round for me. So when I so I do shows with my band and things like that, and they're completely different. So yeah, and also you'd think that. Well, I would have thought that because of Taskmaster, my other shows would sell out very quickly, but it's not the case. So um, (laughs) (laughs) so you know they don't. It doesn't follow me around, and uh, I'm sticking to my guns and doing other things for no reason. And I'd say the same that everything I. Uh, uh, do outside of it is very different. Even, uh, you know, I do an- another entertainment show um, and I am I-, I am not an authority figure in that. In fact, I'm, uh, even though I'm the host, I'm largely disrespected. And uh, and if you've seen any of the narrative things that I've written, I, I tend to write myself as a, a sort of shambolic, uh, weak uh, characters. Um, so... Yeah, they're so different from Taskmaster. It's a very, I've, I've said it before. It's a, it's very much a world, and that's to Alex's great credit. I think that he's created a, a world that exists on its own. Uh, so when we uh, put on the suits and enter the Taskmaster world, you sort of, you, you start living by its rules, and and I start to believe that I have natural authority, and and Alex. Uh, you know, plays 
plays this sort of uh, furlock tugging fool. <laughs> but, but I like to think it's sort of, it's a far cry from who we are. But within the world, it makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah. And I, I find it quite a nice, it's quite a nice escape from uh, from the real world every now and then. Yeah, me too. I miss it when I don't do it. But be the king for a while, and uh, yeah. and you love you love being a put upon uh, Clark. Yeah, Clark's good. Yes, no, absolutely. And then when you have to do your other things, like a narrative thing, it's quite a lot of work and probably harder than Taskmaster. Well, doing a sitcom or writing a book. So it's yeah, it's mainly fun, Taskmaster, compared to other things. That is true. And part of the fun I know for fans of yours has been, like Greg alluded to it earlier, you guys have had a lot of people on the show over the years that you have those pre-existing relationships with in one way or another. What is it like to welcome your friends and or acquaintances into the chaos? Yeah, we started in series one with my friend Tim Key and your friend Roisin Conaty, yeah. I suppose. And because the, com- the comedy world is so small in England and the UK, uh, I'd say most people have been... Uh, we've known them a little bit before, but when you've got your really good friends on, I really like it because, because, <laughs> you know, friends always rub each other up the wrong way and tease each other. So from my point of view, I love it, but Greg has to have the tough job of actually trying to get these people to listen to him and respect him. Yeah. I think uh, which it's, is- it's strange for good friends as well, because uh, obviously in, you know, within my friendships, I'm not in charge so it is tricky when you have good friends on and when they have to they have to fall into line uh you know rod gilbert being a fine example of that he uh he didn't enjoy that he had to fall into line but fall into line he did yeah it does also sometimes feel like a very strange job when it's just you and your mates being paid to throw some paper at a bin or whatever it is but you know there are days where you really can't complain at all because you spend a whole day with your friend and you make a telly show, which is, which is brilliant. So what has been the biggest challenge for the two of you as the show continues to go on? I don't want to give anything away from the upcoming season, but what <clears throat> keeps it interesting and exciting for the two of you? I mean, I think well, having a different cast every series. Sorry, you go, Greg. No, I was just going to say the, the, the obvious answer to that question it, it is that what would make it hard is if the, uh, if uh, Alex stopped being able to think of the tasks or stopped being able to uh, generate tasks that uh, were sufficiently different from a previous season. And, uh, and I think it's, uh, you know, a salute to his weird brain that he's able to just keep churning them out uh, seemingly endlessly. And the day that that well is dry, we'll, uh, we'll stop. But yes. That's, that's very nice of you. Sort of. His, his weird brain doesn't, doesn't seem to uh, have um, an, an end point to generating the madness. And so we're all right. Mm. Yeah. But I would say also having five different comics each time, I do quite often think, oh, this person's going to be doing it this time. And that, that does help you come up with new ideas. So, yeah, it, each series does feel completely fresh to me still. And each group of five has a real different feel and a different tone. So, uh, yeah, at the moment, I still look forward to it every single time. And when we when we stop enjoying it, then I think we will stop doing it. And uh, he's uh, Alex is right. The, the gangs, um, the the gangs, and the weird 
distinct friendships and bonds that that get formed every time are a constant source of surprise to us. We're, we're like, mm. oh, you're this group, or you, you know, they're, they're almost like a new year group at school. Every time they have, they bring their own fun with them, and and they form their own relationships with us and with each other. And uh, yeah, so it's it's a combination of that and uh, good ideas that keep keep uh, mean that we keep having fun i i'm still begging mark and nish to release an album i i still want the diverse stripes to record an album we're, we're never going to get it but i'm holding out <laughs> i wouldn't put it past them though because mark does mark's very good at keeping in touch with people who get in touch with him and yeah he gets asked that a lot and i don't think it's beyond the realms of possibility so keep keep asking Brittany. do which Leads me to a thought. Have there ever been people that have come to either of you now that the show has been out for so long and said, this is something that I want to do? Or even people that have said, hey, I want to come back because I feel like I could do that better again. You mean come on the show again? Yeah. Yeah, there's a few people who've, uh, who've said that they would love to come on again. But, uh, you know, the Taskmaster world has its rules and you can only come on again if you're one of the champions in our champion of champions. And uh, we, I, I don't think there'll be a rule change. So it's a bit like life. Enjoy it while you can. <laughs> yeah, the question I get asked most on Twitter is, why don't you do a Loser of Losers uh, edition? People really want to see, because I think people like the person in last place often the most. But I think it's a dangerous precedent. If you start rewarding the people who come last, then they might try to come last. And, yeah, I yeah. think it, the, the way it is is the way it is. People are wily and clever. Yeah. Uh, plus, if we're going to have the losers of losers, then we'd have to have the most mediocre. <laughs> yeah. 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 And there are people asking to be on it, which is great. And they used to, people, there was a rumor that if you asked to be on the show, you can't be on it, which I think yeah. is a complete fallacy. But, um, but well, it's quite you fun. And have, you and I have fueled that rumor in interviews. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Good point. Obviously, it's not true, but we, we've both said anyone who's ever asked us to come on has been banned, but it's not yeah. really true. It's just a bit of fun. And I feel like you have seen it all over the run of, of, you know, the show. I mean, just when I think the task can't get any crazier, then the contestants will take it and find something equally insane to pile on top of whatever it is. What are the Taskmaster moments that live rent-free in your heads? Are there still, like, moments that you look back on fondly or lines that you quote from people? Because there's just so many classics that have happened. Alex and I were joking about this the other day, saying that we always say the same tasks when we get asked that question because we're middle-aged men, especially me. I, I mean, I'm almost beyond middle-aged now, and so we can't remember things. <laughs> so if, yeah. I, if I answer, I'll, I'll probably say, though, the Joe Wilkinson... Uh, I mean, I, the, the Joe Wilkinson potato gate uh, lives with me because it felt so genuinely shocking it felt uh like a sort of sporting uh tragedy mm. <laughs> uh, so that lives with me uh, yeah and in series one i mean lots of things for me with series one like you say because they embed themselves in your brain and after that it all it all gets a bit murky but there was ramesh ranganathan did a tree wizard video which is yes this backward thing which was the first thing that kind of went a bit viral i suppose yeah uh, it sort of hit a nerve in the country so that yeah, that that feels pretty large and I think in my that's, mind. That's so in keeping with the Taskmaster world because you listen to his tree wizard song and you sort of accept that there are tree wizards, <laughs> and that they 
do things in reverse. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and as a side note, I, I really liked it when Mike Wozniak described his, uh, his ass as looking like a casserole. An absolute casserole. Yeah, that, that's probably the one line that stays in my head the most. Yeah. It's an absolute casserole down there. Oh. I, I hate to harp on Rod, but the definition of the word extension now uh, will never not come with that argument between him and James playing in my head. Anytime anyone ever uses the word extension, that whole argument just pops up in the back of my brain. <laughs> yeah, that's funny because I've probably not thought about that argument since it happened, which is a weird, you know, you, there are some bits you remember some... If you try to remember it all, then uh, you wouldn't get very far. So, yeah. No. Th thanks for putting that back in. That That's kind of the, the struggle of the show, I would think, is, you know, especially what makes it to air and what doesn't. We only have a finite amount of time. I know with the YouTube channel, you guys have been able to post some of the bloopers and some of the outtakes. But how much footage do you guys actually see in the studio that we maybe don't get to see on air? I mean, I can imagine you could sit there for hours and run tape of people doing crazy things and would not get bored <laughs> yeah we don't there's not much we show that you don't see it's more that we go down more alleys of talking and they're the bits unfortunately that can't often make it if we have a 10 minute section of just really riffing on something that they're the bits that only the people in the room see which is which is a shame for us sometimes isn't it it's a great shame and they're often the most uh organic sort of uh you know, um, the most organic to and fro's between us and contestants. And uh, I, I always lament that they're cut out. And, I, and I'm pleased that they pop up as extras. But it's often sad that they get cut out of the show. But, you know, there's a format and there are things to fit in. So uh, inevitably, people just uh, talking nonsense is the sometimes the first to fall. <laughs> The interesting thing that we all walk away from, I think, and Alex, I think you and I talked about this once before, is there's almost a taskmaster philosophy that's been generated, not just amongst yourselves, but with the introduction of home tasking and the books, and now there's a board game. You've almost taught your audience a different way of problem solving and a different way of thinking. How cool has that been for you guys to see some of the videos that people are posting or, or hear some of the stories on social media? Like, wait a minute, we've inspired people to go out and do different things and think differently. No, it's very cool. And it's probably important that we don't take that for granted because people do tell us almost daily that they've done a Taskmaster wedding or a Taskmaster school event or, or or we see some weird poster that someone's made of the two of us or of moments that have happened. And, yeah, because it happens on Twitter, you know, we see there are so many people on Twitter posting stuff. You can quite often gloss over it. But, it, yeah, it's, it's amazing. And especially when kids um, or parents of kids who are neurodiverse who say that, oh, my kid, this is the one program that we can watch together and that it makes them excited. That sort of thing is really amazing to hear, I suppose, because it's all incidental, accidental and not, you know, it wasn't what we were trying to do. So, <laughs> uh, so it's a lovely side effect. It's a great byproduct. And, and you know, you mentioned during lockdown, but when we were doing the home tasking during lockdown, uh, it was just so lovely that we were, you know, in, in a sort of weird time for all of us, we were able to connect with people and, and people were, were able to get a bit of uh, escapism and silliness uh, from the show. And um, I think Alex and I both really love that about it. Mm, yes. 
Yeah, it was really nice to feel like you were in a tiny way helping in that weird bit. I haven't watched those videos back again, but I'm, I imagine in like 20 years we'll watch it and think that's that was weird. But but I'm glad we did something. Well, and I love that we've now gotten to the point where I can get a giant poster of Greg's head to put on my wall. Like, I just think it's so cool that the show has blown up to the point where we, we have that now. Like, I can go out in a T-shirt with Greg's head on it. And, and do you? I don't have one yet. I'm waiting for it to actually arrive. I've ordered my merch, but it hasn't arrived yet. Right. Well, I'll, I'll need you to send pictures to, through to uh, our management company as proof. Yes, please. I, absolutely. But, I mean, that is – comedy is, can be, in a way, so universal because a lot of – you know, there's so many universal topics that we all can get a laugh out of. So it, I love the show in that sense that you're bringing people together – has there been anything that you'd like to try and you just haven't gotten around to it yet? Or maybe like there was the brainstorming session and you went, okay, for legal reasons or like logistical reasons that will never work. Or is it really an open playing field? I mean, personally, I'd love to, you go. Sorry, Greg, say again. No, I just was asking you mean within the show is the yeah. stuff. we? Yeah. Alex. Well, I mean, so once a series, we always film in a different location other than the Taskmaster house because it's a small bungalow and it's nice to give the series a different feel each time. And I would love to go and do one in a different country to film for one day with each person in wherever on an Island or on a cruise ship or something. Uh, but we're slightly limited by people's time and money, but that, I think that's probably the thing I'd love to do to, and not just to get a holiday out of it, but I think it'd be really fun to take people to Paris or wherever it is. So that's, I guess that's my thing that we've not been able to do yet. Yeah, and I'd like to do a Hunger Games style version of Taskmaster, <laughs> where um, where the jeopardy is really high if they don't manage to get all the ducks off the fence. You know, if mm. if the jeopardy is really serious, I, I'd like to do that. We have talked about a late night blue edition as well, where they, all the tasks are very sexy. Oh, have we? <laughs> oh, when I say we, I mean me and me and my dog. Yeah. So I kind of had an interesting thought. I think we had mentioned this the last time you and I talked, but when you guys had John Hanna on, that was very fun for me as a fan of his, but also because he's not primarily known as a comedian. And it was, it, I was kind of like, why is he here? So it made me think about, do you think there are other people who aren't comedians who might be a good fit in future seasons or does having that comedy background really sort of provide the, the foundation that you need to, to be good on this show? Well, we uh, we do a, a yearly um, special, New Year special that that, that doesn't uh, have comedians on it. That has um, people who are famous from other uh, um, walks of life. So we had Samo Farah, the runner-on, and uh, Christian Guru Murphy, the newsreader. So. We do that once a year just for a, a short version of the show, and I absolutely love it. I love uh, – I mean, obviously, comedians are designed to to, to, to do funny things, and uh, that's sort of the heart and soul of the show. But I, I think other people are funny, and, um, uh, and the show brings that out in them. And uh, so I've loved those celebrity specials when we've had other people on. I love it. And I would love to do it personally. I'd love to do a series of, uh, of the show that did, 
that involve just people from other walks of life. You know, just Sir Mo Farah as, a, as an example. I mean, the man was hilarious from start to finish. Uh, sometimes intentionally and sometimes not. <laughs> but uh, we loved having, you know, someone like him on. Yeah, I agree. And also co comics can, they've all got different brains, but I suppose they've all got quite a lot in common, whereas the five people we get for the celebrity one are from such different worlds. It's a really nice clash and contrast sometimes. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree. It could be it could be a really fun thing to do in the future. Is there anybody that you've wanted to get and maybe, like, logistically just haven't been able to? Do you guys keep a wish list in your heads of, like, hey, next series, we need to go call this guy? Well, we always joke that we that our number one uh, choice is Prince William. And, uh, <laughs> and it's not a joke. Yes. Yeah, it's William mainly, isn't it? You know, there's a lot... There's a lot of talk about the royal family and how you know uh, how it, what direction it should go in and how it needs to modernise. What better place to start? Mm. Coming on our show, so and Prince not, William remains my number one, and he yeah. has rudely ignored all of our advances. Yeah, fun for him not to sit on the throne for once. I think as well, probably. I think right? he'd enjoy that. Yeah, right. And we've got a lovely sort of um, right. The dinner, the catering's absolutely average, isn't it? I, I think it's quite tasty. I mean, it's it's very much, you know, it's, it's in a polystyrene box and it's probably not what he's used to, but... Does the job, yeah. Yeah, yeah so Prince William is my not, answer to. Let's not limit it at Prince William. Let's have the king on. Happy birthday, Your Majesty. Happy birthday, Your Majesty. So I thought I'd tie this together by asking you what the biggest thing is both of you have learned from the Taskmaster experience, whether it's something that you guys have learned personally or just a really cool perk you've taken away from being part of the show this long. What what are your takeaways from this crazy roller coaster ride? Hmm. Mm. Wow. Well, I've gained, I've gained a great new friend. I'm I like I'm quite good at reading auto cue. And and I've gained a great new friend. I um, I've, I, I guess my self respect's gone up a little bit in that I've that I've uh, proved that I can be the captain of a ship, so I feel stronger as a human being. Mm. I also like I, I like that we wear the same suits every episode, so we don't have to think about what clothes we put on. And I think I might start like, doing that in like going home back life. to school. So there's a bit of and there's a bit of childlike glee in being part of the show. You know, it is going back to school in a way. It, it, it's uh, it, it's a, a world where the demands on you are quite limited. <laughs> so, and it's just um, fun. Yeah, that's probably the main takeaway, isn't it? That having fun is is still a good thing to do, and to uh, get up and go out and do stupid things with your friends. So, yeah. yeah. Well, thank you both for taking the time and sharing some of that delightful chaos with, with us. It's always a pleasure working with you, and I always find myself surprised by what you, you bring to the table, both on and off screen. So thank you. Thank, thank you, you, Brittany. Nice to talk to you, and I look forward to receiving pictures of you with my face on a T-shirt. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be a few weeks because it's got to go across the ocean, but I will definitely send you some when it gets here. Listen, don't make excuses, just deliver. <laughs> Well, it, it's either that or I could go to England and get it myself. But I was saying uh, before you guys got here, the last no, time I flew. Brittany, I'm not interested in the logistics. Yeah. I, you, you said you were going to have a T-shirt with my face on it, and I expect proof. <laughs>